Welcome to Reservations. We're your host. I'm Rain Whaler. And I'm Jeremy Blair. Didn't I see you yesterday? You did. You did. And Rain, if I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Wait, wouldn't it be if I knew you were coming? I'd yes, I know cake? we're in your house, but I I, just, I, I like the song. So, um, if I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Oh, we got copyrighted. Oh, we got copyrighted. Uh, it's all right. I'll just put like a giant like sensor overall. <laughs> <laughs> Do the whole like YouTube thing with the monetization. Yeah. Even though we're not monetized. We are not. But anyway, uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, it may look a little weird, and that's because we kind of shifted things. On your end, it probably won't look weird at all, except that Jeremy now has a new switch above his head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the kill switch. <laughs> but it just turns the lights off. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, uh, we uh, rearranged our, our, our room, and uh, that means that we had to get moved. But I feel like it looks a little cleaner now, a little bit I more agree. put I, together. I agree. It gives us more room for activities. Yes. And it, it just allows us to not be so cramped. Yeah. Especially when we're setting up the tripod and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it looks rad. And, you know, the, the reason you did it is your new bookshelf for your movies, and that looks rad. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was getting a little worried the more I, I was putting my movies back up there. I was like, oh my God, what if I run out of room? Oh, no. I just spent $165 on a new bookshelf, and I'm going to run out of room. It's a lot of money for a bookshelf. But then I didn't. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I really like it. It looks a lot cleaner than my old bookshelf. Uh, yeah, it's not broken. So. No. Although I was terrified I was going to break it while I was setting it up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the instructions weren't that helpful, oh. putting it together. But uh, but welcome back, everyone. Right. Um, you know, before we get into the episode, I just want to say we are nearing the end of season five. Yep. Already. Already. It, it, it doesn't feel like we started season five that long ago. No, even though this one is a is a supersized season. Uh, this season is longer than the other ones. Or I guess maybe not as long well, as season one. But... Longer than season one. Okay. Actually, longer than all of them. Okay, but, great. So it is supersized. Yeah. Uh, yeah I remember. Red. You have you have one more pick after this. I have one more after that, and then we have our end of series. Yes, which is my pick. Uh, and I haven't told you yet, but I'm planning a special bonus episode for the very end. So. Wow, another bonus episode like we did back in season three. Yeah, season three. Yeah, playing uh, planning a very uh, special bonus. So That'd be, uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, but we have weeks. <laughs> before yeah. that's even oh, yeah. a thing. So it'll be summertime before we do that. So. But yeah. Well, uh, so if you listened to last week, uh, thank you for sticking around for two weeks, uh, waiting on that giant episode. Oh, for The Shining, yeah. Uh, it wasn't as long as I was expecting. I was expecting no. it to be a full two hours. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we crammed a lot in there in such a short amount of time from what we talked about, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I could have spoke for two hours straight about how Shelley Duvall sucks. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> got it another one this week. Bam! Got Scoreboard! Um, sure it's going to be like that Family Guy bit. They're like, they're talking about you. I'm the family man. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? 
Yeah. And instead, it'll be Shelly Duvall, her agent, be like, there's some, like, weird podcast talking about you. And she's like, oh, I don't care. Like, what's a podcast? <laughs> I've been in the mountains since The Shining. <laughs> what, who are you? I have been living underground, uh, Blast from the Past style, <laughs> since The Shining. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you for sticking around for that episode. It it uh it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, that was probably the most heavily edited episode that we've done. Yeah, because it was across two different weeks. Yeah, um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and I know for sure one person enjoyed it. So hopefully you guys did too. Yes, uh, but this week, um, I mean, I was actually very excited when you gave me another opportunity to pick between mm-hmm. two movies. Yeah. Um, because even though we need to talk about Kevin was a bummer, I did enjoy the movie. Right. I did yeah, like yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Uh, because I loved Lynn Ramsey's style. Yeah. And so I was really excited to do this one. And, uh, I literally finished it like two hours ago. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, cause it wasn't as long as I was expecting. No. Um, and that's, we are talking today about Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. Um, yeah, it wasn't as, uh, as long as I was expecting. I was expecting at least a good two, two and a half. Yeah. And then when I was like, oh, only an hour and a half? So, All right. And this is another example of me having to wait, I mean, months and months and months to see this movie. Uh, it was a similar situation with a ghost story where no theaters released it here. And I was dying to see it. And so I was checking Amazon every week to see okay has a has a country released it on blu-ray yet or something dvd whatever i don't care i need to see it and then you lucked out because it was an amazon original yes and so i knew eventually it was going to be on amazon but they released it physically first and so i immediately went to best buy got my copy and uh watched it and it was completely blown away by it yeah it's um i didn't i didn't finally notice it until the end but there is very little dialogue yeah and that just adds to the, I wouldn't say unsettling nature of the film, but it is, it, it adds to the, the drama and the Suspense. tension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I especially really liked, and we'll really, because I really want to talk about it, but I really liked how Lynn doesn't spoon feed us any information. She gives us bits and is like, you're, you're going to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Why Joe is the way he is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I I didn't want to be told through exposition why he is the way he is. I didn't want a thirty minute flashback sequence. Right. Yeah. No. I I really loved how she's like a little bit here, a little bit here, yeah. and you're gonna piece it together eventually. It, exactly like we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. We're gonna piece it all together eventually. Just sit back and pay attention. Yeah. Um. So where do you want to start, dude? Well, I, I'm really, yeah. really jazzed to talk about this. So we can start with the very beginning. So um, that's lame, but it's true. We're going to start with the very beginning. Um, and besides the uh, the underwater um, narration with the counting, right, mm-hmm. which is the, the girl, right, um, we begin at the end of one of his jobs, right? right. He just finished. And we, I love how we get a sense of his routine and the things he uses Mm -hmm. by him cleaning up, right? Right. And so, of course, we start with him with the bag over his head, which is something that he does often. 
Um, I meant to look up why people do that because I've seen it in more than one place. Um, I think it's to get a sense of uh, very mild and quick euphoria while you're depriving yourself of oxygen and um, just to feel something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he does this more than once. In the yeah, because we'll learn that Joe is uh, almost desensitized, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the the fact that he's, you know, struggling with, you know, PTSD and his mm. injury and all that stuff. So, um, and there's very real reasons why he does what he does now because of what happened. Anyway, no, anyway. we'll get there. Yeah, we'll so, get there. him cleaning up, I love this sequence of him putting all the stuff on the bed, making sure it's all there, then putting it in the trash bag, uh, burning the picture, uh very sloppily cleaning the hammer. The hammer he doesn't clean all the way, right? Right. Um, which I thought was funny. But uh, he also had it soaking, so it was probably soaking in bleach or something. And um, Well, and, uh, you know, and it almost kind of paints us as what did he just do? Right. Because we don't know what he does yet. Right. And, and yeah, him... It has something to do with some girl. Mm-hmm. And, and someone died, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or at least is very hurt, uh-huh. right? And yeah, so you don't know. Did he hurt a little girl? Did right. he? What did he do? And, uh, and he throws all of it away, so he mm-hmm. doesn't keep anything. Yeah. Um, which later we find out he starts fresh every time. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't reuse anything, which is uh, actually pretty smart. Yeah, smart, smart. Uh, yeah, so I love the way he, uh, Lynn Ramsey paints this picture of this sort of this routine and order in what he does. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but his strict routine also leads him to be overly cautious. Right. right? Because when he's done, when he um, goes to the airport, calls the guy on the payphone, uh, which is the classic, it's done, right? Right. Uh, which... You know, no matter how many times I hear it, it's still super badass. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's just so cool. So, Are you wanting a phone call like that someday? Yeah, I think it'd be really neat. You're, yeah. at, you're at work and then you hear, it's done. <gasps> oh, 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 I forgot I did that. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or a text or whatever. So uh, then he goes to his place, mm-hmm. right? From Cincinnati, Cincinnati back to New York. And um, sees this kid, right, mm-hmm. um, on a balcony in another building. And it turns out he knows this kid, sort of. Uh, he works at the at this local grocery store mm-hmm. where he uses a third party to exchange money. Right. right? Again, he's overly cautious about everything. So uh, he does not want to get caught. And the to really n- nail that into the coffin is um, he notices that kid saw him and he's like, did he tell you where he saw me? And he goes, man, he didn't mean to because we're done. Yeah. I can never use you again. Bye. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is also kind of badass. Yeah, too. it is. <laughs> that he's like, no, nope. he does a lot of badass things. I didn't even mention he, um, he basically gives that mugger brain damage um, with one uh, with head, 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 butt. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, at first, you know, you think that maybe he's part of what just happened in the hotel, 
mm-hmm. you know? But then you're like, I don't think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just... just Retroactively a, thinking about it, I don't think so. Yeah, it's just some random dude... Messed with the wrong guy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know? And uh, so he's like, that guy's dead. So <laughs> <laughs> He killed that guy. Well, I mean, you, you see him uh, spit up blood... Uh, yeah. After he walks away, Lynn stays on that mugger, and you just see him just yeah, and vomit, and you know, spit up blood, yeah, because um, he hit him that hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, he probably has a concussion. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, he is now um, finished with this job, and before he goes to receive his next assignment. Um, from the main guy who gives him assignments. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we find out that he lives with his mom. Yeah. Um, a very well-known actress. You haven't gotten there yet, but she has a very small part in Eraserhead. Oh, okay. Um, well, see, you may be upset with me, but I did recognize her. Okay. Uh, I don't know if our listener out there <laughs> likes Justin Timberlake, but she is in his music video for Mirrors. Oh, which is a song he wrote not only for his wife but for his grandparents and she plays a version of like his grandmother got it um but yeah i was like she i know i know what that is i was like oh yeah i've I've seen mirrors so many times i'm watching it now yeah (laughs) i'm gonna pause this movie yeah oh i was already watching it um uh but yeah yeah i was like that's so because i she seemed because she has no lines in the music video, but she does a lot of physical acting. So I really was super jazzed. I was like, cool. Now I get to see what kind of an actress she really is. And she's great. And she, uh, yeah, she uh, is. I'm Phenomenal. Um, and still alive. Because I was like, is she dead? Because <laughs> did she? She's old. So, yes. uh, you know, she's <laughs> actually younger than my grandpa. She so. <laughs> looks way older than Ellen Burstyn. Yes. Uh, and I believe they're around the same age. Yes. Which... So. But, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's fantastic. The The dynamic is sort of fun. It reminded me of you and your mom. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, when she's in the the bathroom and there's water all over the floor, goes, what the fuck are you fucking around for? You know? I was yeah. like, oh, I've heard you talk that way to your mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, and something I want to talk about with their relationship is, you know, Lynn, it kind of made me feel not exactly... But a little bit reminiscent of we need to talk about Kevin, a relationship between a mother and a son. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, uh, we need to talk about Kevin is a very volatile relationship. Right. And this one is a very loving relationship. Yes. This is, this Joe, is the opposite. Joe does love his mom. Yeah. He, you can tell he gets frustrated with her uh, because it definitely seems like she has some dementia. And I do believe that it's established he makes enough money that he doesn't have to live there, right? Right. And so I, I think that he is there to take care of her. She, you know, I believe her arm was really broken. Um, mm-hmm. If not, that's the best hand makeup I've ever seen because oh, her made fingers it were so, so swollen. swollen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she's frail. There are stairs in the house, which when you get to a certain age is dangerous. And so uh, he's there just to make sure she's okay and gives her, you know, the company that she needs and Mm -hmm. right. And they seem to have a good relationship. Well, and you know, and as, as we learn through these little pieces of flashback, it definitely seemed the, uh, the abusive relationship of his father strengthened 
strengthened their relationship. Yes. So, and I don't know if you noticed, but his father had a ball peen hammer. Yeah. In one of the oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, in yeah. One of the flashbacks. Well, because Lynn directly was like, yeah, hey, look. Hey, look. look That's what he's why got. he uses one. That's why he uses one. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Excuse me, everyone. Here's something I absolutely love about what Lynn Ramsey does is. Um, and don't worry, we're getting to him receiving his next assignment. But oh yeah, um, to make what I'm about to say make sense, let's talk about him exiting the hotel. Mm-hmm. So when he is exiting the hotel, the camera is him as POV first. Yes, and it backs up when it sees the police cars, mm-hmm. right? Which I love. I thought that is so cool. And then of course, it, it's not a direct POV. Yeah, because right? then we're seeing right over his shoulder. Right. And I just, I love it. And him even exiting his hotel room where oh, he, he opens hears the door. footsteps and he's like, oh. Hears someone? Nope. And then, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Um, so when he's receiving his assignment and he's getting a handful of jelly beans, the guy's talking, right? And what he's saying is important. But we still hear uh, Joe go, I found a green one. Right, mm-hmm. we still hear it. So this overlapping dialogue means that not only do we need to pay attention to what that guy is saying, but also we're not going to get rid of we as the audience or Joe. Right. Right. So when he even whispers, "No green ones. I like green ones." Right. Yeah. While he's talking. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when he finds it, right, I found a green one. And then he smushes it. Like yeah. a psychopath. I do love the the close ups of of that of mm. him just squishing uh, <laughs> jelly beans because I've done that so because it's super fun because it's, uh, I don't know it's just uh, well and and then you know and then Lynn kind of takes us back because you know because you hear him go oh, I'm listening yeah you know yeah uh, almost as you know he's in his own world but he is still paying attention yes it's. Dumb example. It's very reminiscent of Baby Driver and how he's listening to music, but uh, he's also listening, right? I uh, thought you like Baby Driver. I do like Baby Driver. I just think it's a dumb example for this movie. So, uh, <laughs> um, but right, and I love that. I love that. You know, not only is is he focused on his jelly beans, <laughs> but he's still focusing on the assignment, right? And when he meets with the father of the missing girl, which mm-hmm. it turns out that's what he does for a living. He rescues kidnapped yes. girls. Yeah, because so the whole time we still don't know. I would assume kidnapped children just in general. I think so. because but it just turns out these were girls so far. Right? I, I believe so, yeah. Cause... And, it, and the, the reason it's girls is very important because of the flashback, right? Yes. One of the flashbacks. Um, which, again, I love how Ramsey does that also. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get there. Oh. So, <laughs> so now that he has this assignment, now that he's met with the father and... A senator. Yes. And um, this this senator is... Which, you know, again, it makes me love Joe even more that, you know, anytime he asks him a question, Joe pauses for so long, you know, and he goes... Um, you know, are you brutal? Uh, John said you were brutal. Yeah, John said you were brutal. I can be. <laughs> and again, it's this sort of, you know, he's so intense. Mm-hmm. 
but it also plays to that idea that you were talking about that he is sort of desensitized to this. Yeah. So he's like, just tell me what to do. Where do I go? Yeah. Right. Who, yeah. Who, whose ass do I need to beat? Yeah. You know, they're going to die. So yeah. Just, just let me, you know. Just tell me where to go, what time. And now and we get this. to possibly my favorite sequence in the film, oh, which is him prepare. shopping. Yeah, yeah. Him preparing. So now he's preparing for a new job. And the look on his face that Ramsey captures when he finds the ball peen hammer. Mm-hmm. He smiles a little bit, and I can't get enough of that. Especially because what's funny is, you know, the beginning sets up that he uses a more traditional ball-peen hammer with the wooden handle, and she has it right next to, like, more of a modern one, and yeah. that's the one he goes with. Because yeah. he's like, I like that. I like I like this one, you know? This one's got a grip. Yeah, and it sort of implies that he enjoys what he does he it's yeah. it's this um and Haley told me i was going to say this word so much and i'm going to try not to we'll keep account at the bottom if we need oh, to yes but it's the sort of catharsis that he gets from you know beating these men oh. senseless with a hammer right and mm-hmm. a similar weapon his father would use yes um which again is another type of that word so <laughs> no let's just do it man catharsis. so yeah. um I think this this uh, this should be the underlying theme of this episode. Uh, this is a, yeah. Now that you say it, it is a very cathartic film. That counts, by the way. Ah, the sh- word and its derivatives count, so we'll keep a count. That's three. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's why I, I believe he. That's why he smiles when he sees the hammer. Not yeah. only is it new and shiny, but it's but it's also you know the part of the job that he. I don't know if likes is the word, but finds release from. Yes, because it's, um, you know, not, you know, I'm not a psychology major or anything, but, you know, I do know it's it's this part of someone who has been abused by a similar object. He finds joy using the same thing to inflict pain onto someone else. Yeah, it's almost like if someone... Uh, maybe in a house fire burned their arm and it has, you know, like he had to have skin grafts or something. Right. That's the most pain he's ever felt. Therefore, all he could imagine his worst enemy feeling is the worst pain he's ever felt, which is fire, right? So he would most likely burn someone, right? Right. In this case, he knows exactly what a ball peen hammer feels like, Mm -hmm. more than likely, or at least he's seen what it can do. Yeah. And and so to him, that's the worst thing that he could do to someone. Oh, it's yeah. the worst thing he's seen done. Well, see, and it's um, not really a sidebar, but I do want to mention it is such a uh, an interesting choice for a weapon, mm-hmm. a ball peen hammer. I mean, you know, in horror and suspense movies, we've seen hammers get used as weapons, but never a ball peen hammer. No, I I think it's a really neat idea and also it's so different than the book the book has him you know wearing rubber gloves and using all these like weird machines and apparatuses and, uh-huh. and ramsey was like no and her and joaquin talked about it a lot saying that you know i think we need to strip it down to its bare bones and make it as authentic as possible that because yeah. it so it doesn't seem so much like dexter right oh uh, yeah because yeah, this is 2017 yeah so Dexter was over by that. Well, point. yeah, but, but I mean, but still, that was but, just an example. They but, didn't say Dexter. Well, yeah, but 
but still, by that point, people have seen... Uh, right, and I wouldn't even consider him a serial killer, so it wouldn't would be I. like... It wouldn't be that sort of a thing, right? The right. book, he is more like that. But more of a methodical serial, serial killer? killer. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I love the, the choice to just bare bones it. Right? Yeah. Um, and if anyone doesn't know what a ball peen hammer is, it has a hammer, like a normal hammer. Hopefully does. you saw the movie. But rather than a two-pronged hook. Which is a claw hammer. Um, it has a rounded end more for... Uh, don't ask, I don't know what a ball peen hammer is for. I think it's like more for like, not necessarily woodwork. Thank God. Because you, we'll you use the... Because I know you use the rounded part on the back. Mm-hmm four things that an actual hand the, the hammer can't do so right. you use that part to, ah, fuck, doesn't matter know. so yeah, it it's matter. got it's got a little metal it's ball. it's uh it's hardcore is what it is yep because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he uses both sides oh no doubt no doubt <laughs> <laughs> anyway so here's where we get to the action right yeah this is, well, I'll just go ahead and, and say it. This is the only time we're really shown violence. Yes. In the whole movie. This is it. And it's not how you would picture this violence being shown, right? Mm-hmm. This is why my dad doesn't like this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> because um, when I showed it to him, I was like, bro, like he uses a fucking ball being hammer. Like it's so rad. And then after it was over, he was like, uh where was the violence right and uh-huh. so um so he was expecting like full on like yes. we're going to see the hammer hit the face like see the skull cave in he was thinking that right uh but instead we got this which in the most violent scenes we get most of it is done really well most of it in in this scene in particular oh it's it's kind of hidden a little bit yeah and it's no sound. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the music, but there's there's no sound. There's no sound of the hammer and, hitting. And anyone. it's night vision cameras. Oh, so yeah. um, it's the security tapes that we're seeing. Which I thought was so cool. I did too. Uh, that's... So wait, it's so a sidebar. So you said you cleaned your dad's... Last week you said you cleaned your yes. dad's pal- house jack built. So I'm yes. assuming then that means you showed him the uncut version. Yes. Where, like, when he kills those kids. Yes. And so, your dad was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, thank God. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I was like, what could I show him that would make up for no violence? The most violence. The most violent film? Um, so, I mean, that's not the most violent, but... No, but, I most mean... Most graphic violence. Hitting Uma Thurman, you know, with the jack and her skull caving in. Like, I was like, that'll make him feel better. Because, <laughs> um, you know, like, we... We didn't get that in this one. Right. Right? I cannot wait to talk about Anyway, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> we'll get there because it's at the end. So. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I really, I really dug that. It was sh- that we see, we see this through the lens of, of security cameras. You know, very, it's very, um, I'm trying to think of, it's almost kind of like what, Ron Howard sort of did with Angels and Demons Mm -hmm. when we get the reveal that Ewan McGregor has been behind it all and we see it through spoilers for Angels (gasps) Uh, we see it through the the security camera but then you know Ron takes us into the actual scene 
as we're this way, we don't. It's all the security yes, camera. Yes, all the violence is on security camera. Which I, I was like, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. And I loved it juxtaposed with the music that's playing mm-hmm. in the house. And, you know, it's just rad. You know, we're sort of, we are, the audience is now sort of removed from the violence. Right. Because we're not in the middle of it. It's the opposite of like when Paul Greengrass puts us in the middle of the fight scenes in Born Ultimatum. Oh, yeah. It's the exact opposite. It's no longer intimate. Now we are just completely removed mm-hmm. from all of it, right? We are just bystanders. So once he rescues the girl. Yeah, he rescues Nina. Maybe kills that other girl, that other lady. I don't know, because she was for sure in on it. Um, oh, yeah, or at least uh, an accomplice. Yeah. And we don't know what happens to her. We just hear him go like, hey, no, 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 turn around. Yeah. Turn around. Don't yeah, give me your phone. Don't move. Right. Uh uh, he either for sure killed her or scared her enough. Well, when he drags that guy out of the room and then that little girl walks out, you know, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, cause she, cause, and, that, and, and this was something that was a little unnerving for me because Lynn Ramsey really shows the trauma of abuse. Yes, because they are... These little girls are... They're so traumatized that they're just sort of in a daze, Mm -hmm. right? Or they were drugged, either way. Oh, yeah, either or, you know. And, you know, Nina has come up with a way for her to almost cope with it. Escape. Uh, Which is counting down from, I'm assuming, 50. We assume. She counts down from 50, and it's... And then as soon as she gets to one, she opens her eyes, Mm -hmm. and then... But before that, we're, we're seeing Joe. Again, we're POV with Joe, sort of. And putting he, up the picture. And he's trying to wake her up. Making and, sure it's it's her. Okay, it is. Let's go. Like, I'm right. Joe. I'm here to help. Like, come on. Right. Uh, yeah. Even it, when he puts her in the car, she is still in that mindset that, you know, oh, this man has me. I'm his now. You know? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, get off me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, because it, you know, and, 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 it, and Lynn Ramsey also shows how... You know, how these girls think around older men. Like, so she goes in for a hug and he thinks, oh, okay, she's just hugging me. It's okay. Right. She's, and then she starts to, to kiss him and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. You know, sit down. Just sit down. Right. And I love that also Joe snacks like a child. And so he has all of these snacks. Yeah. <laughs> and sodas. Right. I've got water. I've got sodas. Yeah. He's got his grape soda. Oh, that's oh. so gross. I do not like grape soda. Um, I don't think I've had it in years. Um, but I think here's where the movie gets insane is he was set up. Yes. Um, dude, when I think it's a bellhop. Um, uh, or it's, some, it's, it's like the front desk clerk. Yeah. Um, when when he when Joe opens the door and that front desk clerk is there and he hey. gets shot in the head. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Well, you know, because we get that Joe was set up right before that because... Nina's watching the news and they're talking about how her dad uh, committed suicide. And Joe sits up and like, I literally just spoke with him. Because that's not her dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And what? Right. You know, uh-huh. it's like, uh oh. Right. And then what Ramsey does is I don't even think there's a music cue when when the uh, front desk guy gets shot. No, he just... Which is so rad. Just gets shot, and then that's it. shot, and we are... Um, and now we got to figure out what the hell's going on. Right. right? And um, 
Joe is, of course, an animal. And oh, yeah. I love that he chose a hotel with a mirror on the ceiling. Um, but I love how Ramsey uses it. So, to show us what's about right, to happen. So we can see the action without, you know, sort of a traditional, you know, setup for the camera. Right. right? Um, which, again, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they get the camera out of the mirror. I think it's so super cool. I've seen it. We've talked about yeah, it. We, uh, yeah, we've talked about we've it. We've seen know. it in so many things. And we're just like, how do they do it? Yeah, you know, like, uh, I'll say it again, you know, in contact with Zemeckis' reverse mirror shot of that little girl. And then we're like, oh, she's running to the mirror. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, yeah. Um, now, I did miss him getting shot in the face, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's what had happened until he calls John. He was like, they shot me in the fucking face. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Right. And then he yanks his tooth out because it uh it obviously broke yeah right when he got shot and so he's got to yank it out of there and so because i'm assuming he probably spit the bullet out or something something i don't even know where the bullet went it might have been a clean through and through but um, but we don't see the other side of well no we do see the other side of his face the other side of his face looks fine yeah and the bullet wounds right about here near his cheekbone yeah so and either he never way, gets it sutured. Either way, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but because he's an animal, right? Yeah. Um, and so now we start to realize that these guys know who Joe is, right? Right. These guys targeted Joe specifically um, because he goes to... Um, he goes to John's because John's and, not answering the phone. And John has been tortured first because his hands are fucked up shredded yeah right and so he's dead um and then of course the the heartbreaking thing is they killed his mom dude when i was like don't tell me they killed his mom uh because you know because then then joe finds out that they looked through the third party people and found angel and so angel's gone and i liked how they they filmed that too which Mm -hmm. is um he's leaving the message while they're about to die, right? And then we execution style. Right. But yeah, I was like, oh fuck, don't tell me they killed his mom. Yeah. And he does something really smart. He doesn't immediately go through the door. He climbs uh I'm assuming climbs up the back onto the roof and then fall gets onto the uh awning. I no maybe not awning, that's not the right word, but where he can look into his mom's room yeah. and his his reaction is like yeah because he immediately doesn't break down but he turns his face and you're like oh and when he when the guys are still there in the house right so again ramsey's not going to show us the violence and so we are just stuck on joe and when he fires those shots Mm -hmm. you know we don't even see the guys at first right he's just firing into a room for some reason and it turns out he just clipped the two guys yeah, which, uh, dude, and, and, you know, and we get some of the uh, the flashback of his abuse as a kid. Yeah. He learned how to be very quiet with his steps and just bam, bam. They right. don't even know he's there. No. Which is so, again, uh, yeah. he's incredible. And um, and before that, I think we get the, the full um, experience of that girl in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, where yep. he gave her a candy bar. He's in... Uh, we're assuming probably Afghanistan. Maybe Desert Storm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and 
he gave that girl a candy bar and this kid shot her for it. Yeah. Uh, this other kid. And which is, again, I don't know if, I know you saw it. I don't know if you guys saw Cherry. There's another very similar thing that happens oh, yeah. in, in, in that movie too. Yeah, he gives a little girl an MRE and... And they beat her up for it. Yeah. Right. Um, so people... For sure really, a future episode. I'd love to break people down People really got to quit doing that. Yeah. <laughs> don't single someone out. If you don't have enough for all the kids, don't give them anything. Uh, if you be, don't have enough for the class, right. don't bring gum. So... Uh, so we get sort of why he chose this line of work to yeah to protect these little girls yeah and uh, oh my pen um, why do you need a pen because I remembered and oops I forgot I need to write it down um, <laughs> oh no because I have it written down somewhere it's fine. <laughs> thank God uh, no because I have it written down I even looked at my notes um, um, but yeah so he so he gets the two guys um, kills the first one well well. Uh, one of the guys dies immediately. The other one is suffering and trying to get out. And then that's when you kind of get an idea of what's going on because the guy who's still alive has a little American flag on his pin, which mm-hmm. means he's an agent of some sorts. And uh, I was expecting Joe to kill him immediately, but then yeah. I was like, wait, we need answers. Right. And Joe asked the most important question first. Who killed my mom? Was it him or was it you? Right. And I was like, oh, shit. That guy knows if he answers, he's fucked. Um, but then Joe, still wanting to get answers, gives him a, I'm assuming an ibuprofen. Yeah. So he can get more answers out of him before he dies. And that was really intense. Uh, and something that I really liked because, you know, most movies like this where someone's trying to get answers out of someone, you know, the person giving the answers, it's very hard pressed. They don't want to give up the answers, but this guy, I guess, knowing he's going to die, might as well just tell you everything. And I think Joe realizes at some level they have similar jobs, Mm -hmm. right? And so he's, again, very angry, but... You know, he's like, you know, why torture you? You know, you're going to die anyway. It was Joaquin Phoenix's idea to start singing and to start singing. Right. Um, That was an improv. That was I meant to read up on more trivia, but that was the only bit of trivia I read. (laughs) Um, But that scene and it's so great because what I really loved about it, too, is that the agent holds his hand. Yeah. And Joe squeezes his hand back. Because Joe knows he's a, he is about to die. Yeah. So it's like, might as well just at least be there for you as a fellow human being. Right. Here you go. Uh, Which is he, so odd because both of them would probably be considered subhuman mm-hmm. by what they do for a living. Right. Right. And, I, and it almost kind of humanizes Joe just yes. for a little bit. Yeah. Just for a little bit. He, he's there for another human being. And I love... Lynn does the, uh, I wouldn't say stereotypical shot of the light leaving someone's eyes, Mm -hmm. but she does it in a really cool way where it's more over the brow, not a direct uh, on the eye. And I just... Yeah, Ramsey's going to find, you know, if she needs to do something sort of traditional for storytelling purposes, she's going to find a cool way to do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And then, man, and then he... that And that part was rough for me. And then he... He goes and gets his mom. Oh. 
And now it's, you would think, movie's over. Because now he is going to bury her at, at the lake. Mm-hmm. In, in the lake. And yeah. he's going to go with her. Right? Right. He's got rocks in his pockets, which is Virginia Woolf style. Um, and then he gets flashes of the girl. Of, right? Yeah, of Nina. Of Nina. And he realizes he's still... Job's not over. Job's not over. I can still do this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because he learns that who set him up was the governor. Yeah. Uh, which you may have to you may have to backtrack just a little bit for me because okay, sure. I yeah. thought that was her dad who gave him the job. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think when the they find out or they say that the um, the father has killed himself. Uh huh. Um, I think he's still at the house, that guy. And that's the guy that she kills. Spoilers. Well, no, that, no, that's, that's Governor Williams. She kills the governor. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe. See how, see, how I interpret it. And we'll... Because uh, then we get those, those flashes of him in that bed, right? The, the father in the bed. Right. The only thing I can attribute it to is that maybe the father, if that really was her dad, maybe he was also abusing her. Yes. Um, I think that's either... That's either exactly what happened or not her father hired him. Right. right to set him up. Yeah, because either way would make sense to me. Yeah, because the agent says because you know, he's like, Who killed who killed her dad? And he was like, Well, he wanted out. And he was like, All I know is there was just a lot of crying and he wanted out. So the only thing I can attribute it to, my theory was he did really meet with her dad. Mm-hmm. He wanted out. Um, and since his daughter was the governor's favorite, which made it all the more satisfying when we saw him dead, I was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Um, uh, he, he thought maybe if, you know, if Joe can get my daughter out, me and her can go into hiding. Yeah. But, you know, since you're that far deep and the governor is involved, you're not getting out. No, that's what I. That's oh, what I you know, attributed you, you're to. You're probably right. I, you know, I, I guess I just thought it'd be cool if that wasn't her dad. Well, I, but the but that, that also would make sense. That maybe they've already, maybe the dad was planning on it, and they were like, you know what, let's get to him first. Yeah. And then we'll just. Yeah, yeah. Either way, domino works. effect. It's either know. way works for me. Again, like I, I love this movie very much, but if for me, it's hard to connect all the dots, especially the first time. There's no way I, I did it right. the first time. Yeah. Uh, this time, I was better. And I'd seen it before, but I, I guess I, you know, before this also. But I, I, you know, I just, a lot of times I just watch it for certain things. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I don't know. I'm anyway. making excuses. I didn't get it right. That's fine. So Well, anyway, so, well, so then Joe starts kind of doing what he does when he's on a job. He's surveying, and he's, um, uh, 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 fuck, staking out the governor's re-election office. Who I, I don't know the actor's name. Uh, who's playing Governor Williams? But he always plays a scumbag, and he's really good at it. <laughs> um, I think I've seen him in like one movie where he is like the nice guy, mm-hmm. but he's still sort of an asshole. Right, right, right. But yeah, when I saw him, I was like, oh, of course, like of course that motherfucker is the bad guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. I can't either. Um, 
But I loved the tracking shot. Again, POV back on Joe of him following them yeah. uh, through the country. Uh, and and then once we get to the house. Yeah. So this is where dad is the most frustrated. Oh, yeah, because we see no violence. Zero. We are always there right after it happened. Yeah, right after Joe kills the guards. And that's very important because of what happens when he finally gets to Nina. Or where Nina would have been. Uh, yes, in her room. Right. Uh, he gets there, and the governor's already dead. And, okay. What Ramsey has done so far for us mm-hmm. is deprived us of the violence, of the catharsis. <laughs> okay? okay? She is depriving us of the revenge that right. we are seeking. For Joe's mom. Right, and for the girl, right, and right. for Nina. So when Joe gets to the governor and he's already dead, he breaks down. He didn't get to do it, mm-hmm. right? Which is important to him for the same reason he asked the guy, which one of you killed my mom, right? Right. He wants to know which one of them it was. Therefore, he gets sort of this, you know, sort of um, this backtrack of this relief. Right. But when he doesn't get to kill the governor, we completely understand how he's feeling because we didn't get our violence. Right. He doesn't get his either. And so the audience is supposed to really identify and sympathize with Joe. Well, especially because he starts to uh, quote his father, who we've heard throughout the film, uh, in this really cool distorted voiceover which I really liked, almost makes him seem very demonic. Yeah. Um, and Joe, yeah. And, you know, he, he does the typical thing when you are, you know, breaking down and sobbing. The only thing he can latch onto is just, His he, he's got to get a shirt off, yeah. you know. And it's, it's hard to watch because he's not, I wouldn't say doing it correctly, because it's the only way he knows, he just yeah. get it off. Of he just, he... He just can't handle how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if someone were to say, "All right, we're about to, we're about to race each other, right? right. We're about to sprint. Ready, set, wait, hold on, right?" And you right. go, "Oh, come on, man! It's that feeling." He's oh, yeah. like, "I'm gonna, I don't get to, right?" Yeah. Um, it's it's not only is it emotionally painful, but also physically for him because he's having to ah stop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, of course, you know, it's horrible right. you know, to watch him break down. And um, even though what he was going to do is awful. But but it isn't, obviously, because he's a bad guy or whatever. Because um, Joe, Joe is our anti-hero. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then we get these really cool flashes of his mom and then his dad, who we haven't seen his face, right. which I loved, too. It may, it kind of reminded me just a little bit of a season one of Daredevil, when we get a lot of uh, Kingpin's backstory yeah, with, with yeah, his abusive yeah. father. That's what it kind of made me think of, yeah. which I really, really dug. Um, and then he finds Nina, who, again, as we were kind of talking about, is kind of off in her own little world, still in shock. Of what she's done. Mm-hmm. Eating, I'm assuming the mute food that was prepared for her and the governor anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and her hands are just covered in blood, but she can't stop eating. And she still has the straight razor. Yeah. Her. Um, and so I think a little bit of why Joe is so upset, not only does he not to kill the governor, doesn't get to kill the governor, but Nina had to. Mm-hmm. Right? So not only did he not get his release, but... Now Nina's... He's almost like he feels like he's too late, and she is now more corrupted and lost mm. more of her innocence, and that's not what he wants. He wanted to take her away from all of it. Right. Yeah, like when he beats one of the guys when he first rescues, rescues her, he tells her, close your eyes. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Joe is already pretty fucked up, you know, having a very abusive childhood, and then being uh, a veteran... He has PTSD, so he's even more fucked up. And then there's another flashback, of course, of the people in the uh, cargo. I guess when he was, uh, I think he, when he, I guess he worked for the FBI at one point, because the hat said FBI. Oh, yeah. So. Very, very quick flash of him with no beard, too. Yeah. So I was like, that's Joaquin. Oh, oh that's Joaquin. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, for sure, I think it was, I, I like that, that he, he feels that he's too late to save her soul. Right. And um, and she kind of snaps out of it a little bit because she tells him it's okay. Even though he knows, like, it's not okay, though. And then we get to maybe my favorite thing about this movie. And it's very short-lived. And I, I wish the movie had ended this way. Is when they're at the diner. Oh, yeah. And he shoots himself. Yeah, which... And no one reacts. And people are covered in blood, right? It's very surreal. And it could... Because uh, for me, at least, it ties back into the title of the movie. You were never really here. Right. Uh, and to me, I just love how uh, after he he shoots himself and falls on the table, um, Ramsey increases the volume of everything else. And so we get this, you know, uh, we're now overly saturated with the normalcy of what's mm. going on around him and i'm not quite sure how to interpret it yet i i I think about it a lot and i every once in a while i'll think about it on you know just unsolicited i'll just think what did she mean what does she mean by that because if the movie had ended right there i would have lost my mind i would have been so happy because because then it would have been open-ended right right um and so but the real ending is joe i guess had it was sort of a either a dream or a a wishful thinking, right? Yeah, because Nina comes back to the table. And it, you know what it might have been? What? It might have been his sort of... Dream. His catharsis? <laughs> so his being that he kills himself, he's out of the picture, and no one's affected by it. Meaning, um, meaning he doesn't have to worry about anyone being sad for him anymore. No one has to worry about... Him not being there because no one gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like I can I can completely disappear and it doesn't matter and that's okay, right? Right. Um, it might be an interpretation. <sighs> Again, I love it so much that I mean, this could be its own episode. Is that very short, few minutes scene? Well, I for sure thought I was like, oh shit, he just killed himself. But then when I noticed. No one's really reacting. And, and that, even Ashley, and, Ashley kind of came into the movie late, yeah. but she was like, no one's 
reacting. And that girl's got blood all over her. Oh, yeah. Right? The waitress is just covered. Yeah. And she's like, oh, here's your check whenever you're ready. And no one's acknowledging that he's shot himself, and no one's acknowledging the blood, and no one's acknowledging he's dead. I was in heaven. I, I love that. But then... Uh, Nina wakes him up. And Nina's or like... Or at least gets him up. Like, up. Joe, like, you know, wake up. And um, it ends almost sort of on a... I interpret it as sort of a somber note that Nina's like, because they don't know what to do now. Right. Because, you know. uh, What is there to do now? What is there to do? You know, uh, and all Nina says is, you know, let's go. It's a beautiful day. And Joe's like, it is a beautiful day. And then the cut to the credits I love because. Because then we're back in the diner. And they're not there. Mm -hmm. Right. It's their empty table. And it's almost like. They were never really there. Right? Yeah. Um, would, I, if, if they had wiped the table clean, that would have been great. Um, I would have yeah. really liked that. And then the movie's over. And then the movie's over. Um, I actually fast-forwarded a little bit through the credits. I was like, is there any like little bits of information I'm, I need to know? No. no. Now, Lynn, now I, I should have known that from, we need to talk about Kevin, that Lynn Ramsey. It's done. It's over. It, it's done. Movie's yeah. over. Enjoy your night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I loved it. Um, of course, I love Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah. We will for sure do an episode of Joker. Okay. Um, that one will probably be like a four-hour-long episode. <laughs> um, I, I, I really love it that he's he's so stoic in this film. You know, where he doesn't talk a lot, and when he does, it's very quiet. Yeah, even when he is uh, subduing the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that works the front or whatever at the at that horrible uh, place. Yeah. Um, even then, you know, when he's getting angry with him, he's not yelling. Right. Yeah. The only time he yells is when he's waiting on that guy yeah. to show up. Don't fucking make me late. Oh, and and hits him. Oh, that guy's dead. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like when Batman rolls up in the Batmobile. Uh, for sure, whoever he hit in the Batmobile is dead. Yeah, that guy's dead. You know, yeah. Um, the guy that Robert Pattinson kills in the yes. trailer. Oh, dude, that guy's dead, or at least has no teeth anymore. Like that guy. Oh, that guy died. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, man. That yeah, I think that's the most angry we see Joe the entire movie. Well, and it's because that guy wasn't nice either. He's like, man, man chill man, the fuck out. Chill man. the fuck out, because Joe's like, I've been waiting twenty minutes. Like, chill the fuck out, man. It's fine. And then he gets him what he needs, and then just beats the shit out of him and mm-hmm. goes, "Don't make me wait, man. What are you doing?" Yeah, and and so it's again, Joe has a very strict, you know, routine, mm-hmm. right? And, and he can't get off of that routine. And it's almost kind of attributed to being in, I'm assuming, the military. Yeah, you know, it's instilled in him routine, 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 routine. 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 Um, and Joaquin does such a great job. I mean, if anyone needs any further evidence how fantastic of an actor he is, I mean, seriously, watch Joker. Joker, this one is obviously amazing. Um, um, I mean, even, even I mean, I'm not a big Johnny Cash fan, but Walk the Line is phenomenal. Walk the Line is great. Um, I mean, if you need, a, the only one that gets a pass is Gladiator. That's, that. I do kind of like Gladiator. Oh, no, I love Gladiator. Yeah. Russell Crowe's phenomenal. We could talk for hours about how much I love Russell Crowe and Gladiator, but Joaquin is not my highlight of that no, movie. No, no, he's not the highlight. Of that. But everything else Joaquin has done is phenomenal, and this, uh, I think he 
He plays the stoic. There's a little nod to his other film, We Own the Night. Um, he, oh, with uh, the with Marky Wahlberg. Yeah, so he he says this uh, the rendezvous place that he suggests um, is the name of the nightclub he owns in We Own the Night. Oh, really? Yes. So that's I mean I don't know if Ramsey did that on purpose, but it's part of the trivia. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Or or if she just told Joaquin like you know like tell him like know, a time and place, and he's like, got you. Dude, I was in this movie once. Hey, called remember Weird that Night. movie that I did with Mark Wahlberg a while back? No and one I, fucking remembers that. Movie. I totally nailed Ava Mendez. No. Um, I have two oops I forgot. Okay, two oopses. Oopsies. I have two. One. Okay. The cab driver says the name of the movie. Yeah, oh, that was so cool. Because he's um, he's singing the song, so I would assume it's lyrics to a song. Well, and 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 I love how the title shows up because well, I am obsessed with it. Well, hang on. So I love the cab driver singing, but to us, the audience, in the cab, he's singing with you know, no beat, no song, yes. no nothing, but the singing is matching the score Yeah. in a really nice kind of melding, and then the audio cuts out, and we see his mouth say, you were never really, really here. here. And uh, the title, each word comes and goes as he says them, mm-hmm. right? I, I made Haley, she was crocheting. I made Haley go, hey, knock that off. Look at this. Hey, what? what? This is so cool, uh, right? You pulled a Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> um, it, it was DiCaprio, but yeah. Oh, my bad. Um, yes, I'm so I did. sorry, Leo. I did. I was like, hey, shh, watch this. This is so cool, right? And of course, I'm just... I'm nerding out over this really cool piece of filmmaking. And of course she's like, Oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> well, cause then as soon as he says, uh, really here, we hear his singing again. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so I cool. know it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the other one is the, can you take a picture of us? Um, oh, yeah. where he is seeing them where I know, and you know, they're laughing and smiling, mm-hmm. but there's a moment there where he's picturing them screaming, right? Mm-hmm. And again, no sound, right? Uh, I think there might be music, like light music, um, yeah. or the score or whatever. And then when it's just her face, oh man! I mean, it's such a, it's insane. I love it so much. You and know, again, it's part of his trauma. Yeah, right? you know, and all I could think about is probably what these girls were thinking, like, is he okay? Like. Because he's just standing there, and you could tell something's wrong on his face. Yeah. So all I can imagine, these girls are like... But it also could be, you know, like in some films where they're talking to someone that doesn't exist. Uh-huh. That no one is acknowledging that they're talking because it's all in their head, right? Right. I'm almost thinking that might be it, that he is experiencing this sort of uh, traumatic hallucination. And putting the camera down and staring, but he may not really be staring. Staring. And just like, just kind of like, oh, here you go. Right, exactly. He might have just taken the picture and here you go. Uh, but, of course, in his head, this it, that's going 200 miles an hour, that, you know, he might be experiencing all of this in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. which could be true. I you don't know, know. I just love that that sequence. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and I can't believe I forgot to talk about it. Yeah, I... Man. And I, I love how Lynn Ramsey shows his trauma... And how he tries to deal with it, like when he's at the sauna, and he's trying to get the voices to stop, and he's just like, 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and you know the uh, the playing with the knife while his mom's in the bathroom. Yeah, I told Haley that was something I would do, and she goes, "Yeah, that's why your pinky's like that." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when when he like drop and like play like like pretending it's falling into his mouth and mm-hmm. uh, dropping it on the floor, moving his foot. Um, that's just, that's just fun, you know? <laughs> and that's why my pinky's like, like this. But I, um, I did love that they didn't cover his tattoo. That's Joaquin's the, the real circle. Th- it's, um, the, it's a Euroboros actually shout oh. out to our predestination episode. It's a Euroboros. Oh. It's the snake eating it. Yeah. Which he does it forever. And ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, it was so good. I I loved that there was just very little dialogue, that Joaquin was really getting to showcase his physical acting because mm-hmm. he does a lot of facial acting and how he carries himself. Um, and my man's got a dope beard, too. He does. Yeah, I yeah I mentioned that. I didn't write it down. I should have. But I was like, God, I love that beard. And, and man, I just want to talk. Like, how did he deal with the fact that he had a bullet hole in his cheek. Yeah. And all we see him do is put like peroxide on it. Mm. And that's it. No, he doesn't go get it sutured because up. Because he's super badass, you know? Which, I mean, I understand. Like, I was actually thinking... And also, real- he doesn't have time. Well, and I was also thinking realistically, if he did go to the hospital to have them suture it, they'd be like, what happened? What happened here? And he can't be like, oh, well, I got shot. Because then the cops get involved. Right. And since this is already dealing with the governor, you know... Because the the guy he fights in the hotel is a cop. Right, yeah, yeah. More than likely a corrupted cop. Of course. Because um, there's always, you oh, know. Uh, and then same thing with his mother's burial. He can't actually have a real burial And for I don't her. think that, no matter what, I don't think he ever would have. I don't know. Some Something to me said this was always the plan. That but, she was going to get buried at the lake. Yeah, but... I don't know. And, uh, you know, of course, overreaching, overanalyzing. That's what we do here. um, It almost makes me feel like what if her and his dad had um, side-by-side burial plots? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no. No. You know what I mean? It almost makes me think about stuff like that. You're you're not going to be buried. Like, I I won't let that happen, right? Um, Because if he would have gotten the traditional route, if they, you know, people that age and that generation planned out burial plots already so my grandparents do my mom does right like they all they already know they already have that set up right Right. me no i'm gonna be cremated so that's fine (laughs) or just thrown in a ditch i don't care right i don't think our generation cares about stuff like that but uh uh, but theirs do and so that almost makes me think maybe that's why the burial at the lake mm -hmm. i mean that makes sense because it is also more more intimate you know because he has to release her which I love the shot underwater. I, I was like, I wonder oh, how yeah. long Joaquin had, had to be underwater. Because I'm sure they had to, you know, like they did oh, with... Oh, that's not her in the thing. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, but I'm sure like, you know, like how they did with the, the fourth Harry Potter movie. I'm sure that like they had a diver out of frame. There was like, oh, he needs air? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but it's such a cool shot. It like is. I I've always found underwater shots really cool. They are so cool. His hair is moving with the way with the the motion of the water, even his beard. It's it's so cool, man. I know. Underwater shots are so dope. Yeah. Um, I agree. And yeah, I for sure 
I actually started to think, I was like, I think he's, because even Ashley was like, is he going to, is he going to end, like, kill himself too? And I was like, I, I yeah. think so. And then, yeah, then we get his little vision of Nina also drowning, and that's what inspires him. It also could have been he needed to get his mom down there. And the only way to do that is if he was also sinking, right? Yeah. So you could go either way. He might not have ever wanted to kill himself. But I I like the idea of him sort of wanting to die with his mom, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, because I thought once he got her into the deeper part of the lake, he was just going to kind of push her down. But then I was like, oh, he's going under too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's... And... and <sighs> I just, I just really, I really, I agree with you, man. Lynn Ramsey needs to do more films. I know. Um, I know Ezra Miller had a, they interviewed him after the, either the announcement or the premiere of You Were Never Really Here. And that's all he could talk about was, I can't believe it took her this long. Like, why, why, why is it so hard for a, a director of this caliber yeah. You know, to to struggle so much with just making a movie. Like, it shouldn't be this hard. Thank, thank God that Amazon swooped in and was like, you want to make a movie? Here's Let's money. Go. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and it's it's so crazy. I'm going to go off on just a little bit of a tangent. Uh, okay. Because I just want to talk about how, like, it took a company as Amazon, who does a lot of streaming, to give Lynn the money to make this movie. Yeah. Um, when, you know, all traditional production companies can do is just bash streaming services like Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're not going to give her money, they will. And, um, Amazon had had success before this with Manchester by the Sea. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was another Amazon original, which I love. Dude, Um, Casey Affleck, man. Yeah. Love that dude. I mean, yeah. He's great. Sad flick. Sad um, flick? Yeah, Because he does all the sad movies. Yeah, as <laughs> and he's always sad. As, we're, as, as Benny is all like, I'm Ben Affleck. I do what I want. Yeah, and then Casey is Casey sad flick. He's like, he's like, oh, this movie's sad? Sign me up. But I don't know if you've seen Manchester by the Sea. Uh, it's, w- it's the funniest sad movie I've ever seen. I wanted to see it, and then like I heard like a bunch of controversy surrounding it. Well, and then- it was him. It was Casey Affleck. Uh, Because there was something about, like... Abuse allegations and stuff like that. Or harassment or assault allegations. But nothing that stuck, right? I don't think so. Because I don't think... Because he's married right now. I don't know. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about Manchester by the Sea. Even Uh, though it's amazing. Yeah. Future episode, maybe? Sure, for sure. Or are you just going to make me watch it one day? I don't know. Either way. Anyway. Uh, But yeah, man. it. uh, I really, I really dug it. Yeah. I really, like I said... It was one of those films, and I know we've talked about it, how the time, you know, when I saw it was only an hour and a half, I was like, oh, okay, well, it didn't feel an hour and a half long, because mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of uh, chores to do today before we recorded, and I was like, well, how much time do I have got left in this movie? Oh, I have 30 minutes left. Oh, okay, well, I'll just finish it. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it goes fast, because number one, I mean, I was just so excited to see it anyway, mm-hmm. and then once I realized how great it was, I was like, I don't want it to end. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... But like I said, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's an yeah. hour and a half. It, fe- it and and I guess it's a testament to Lynn Ramsey's world building. It feels bigger and longer than it is because 
and I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, of it, it is v- very realistic. You know, yeah. it my suspension of disbelief is just so suspended because it feels this world feels real. Yes. Um, I, I know I've probably mentioned it before, but Roger Ebert has a great quote that's no good movie is ever long enough and no bad movie is ever short enough. Yeah. Right. Um, which of course, right. Right. Um, he's also got some hilarious reviews. He has gotten it way wrong so many times. Oh, for sure. As we've anyway, mentioned, uh, yeah. critics don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, even though Ebert's my favorite, I, I would say that he doesn't get it right all the time. No. We agree a lot, but we also disagree sometimes. But R.I.P. to R.I.P. Yeah, he just has his interns now doing reviews. Uh, yeah, they. Th- he has his own, you know, interview. It's his own website now, yeah, because, yeah, you know, if anyone didn't know, Roger Ebert is dead now. Uh, R.I.P. But, but, yeah, man, it's... <sighs> I know, this is a great movie, and I'm really glad you picked this one. I don't even remember what the other option was. Uh, uh, the Tribe. Oh, The Tribe! That's a good one, too. Uh, but... Probably another, maybe next season. Next pick. season for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's I really dug it. Uh, I will probably have to go buy a copy. No, uh, for sure. I'm glad you told me that it was released physically first before Amazon was like, all right, here you go for yeah. free. Um, yeah, man. Are you ready to uh, wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yes, sir. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Lynn Ramsey needs to make more movies. Absolutely, because um, she has stuff before. We need to talk about Kevin that mm-hmm. I haven't seen yet. Uh, there's one that I have on my shelf and I don't remember the name of it. Uh, and then there's Ratcatcher, which is a part of the Criterion Collection. Um, mm. And so just on DVD, it was part ah. of the you know the the old Criterion. Ah. Um, and so she's got a lot of cool stuff out there. Um, definitely, I'd recommend you watching anything with her name on it. Absolutely, so. I uh, 100% agree. Um, this one wasn't uh, as much as a bummer as we need to talk about Kevin, uh, yeah. but I still I still I know, loved right? it. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The season started off very uh, just in the dumps, and we've kind of just been like, "No, well, you've tried. I I, well, I try to keep it somber, <laughs> you know." Uh, and this I, one's not happy. So I, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I would that, say my only happier movies was like Hugo and yeah, uh, yeah, no, Pleasantville. You, again, and, all your picks have been up and down. Mine, I've, I've hopefully consistently stayed sad because that's <laughs> that's my intention. Uh, well, uh, but for next week, uh, we'll I'll be kind of following. That yeah, what are, what are we doing next week? Right? So uh, as uh, as I talked to you about last night, I gave you as you've done done to me. I gave gave you two options. Yeah. Um, either one. It was, I was such a slam dunk, man. Like I, as soon as you said one, I was like that one. Uh, well, because I know with the other one, you're you're iffy about those directors. Uh, it's hit or miss for me, but I do like that movie, so it's future. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Probably more than likely that'll be my first pick of season six, okay. if I'm being honest. Um, but anyway, so next week is my final pick before your final pick, and then our end of series. Um, we're going to be talking about. One of the the first black and white film I'd ever seen. This was the first one I ever saw, um, and I l- love it. And dearly. we also mentioned it in our film noir episode. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. yes, but we didn't go into depth. So that's yeah. But so more than likely, I'm going to start going uh, going back to our very broad episodes and Nick picking yeah, yeah. future episodes so we can do like what I did with The Shining. So yeah, we can yeah. do a full breakdown. But anyway. 
Next week, we will be discussing Sunset Boulevard. Uh, very excited to talk about it because... For sure. It's... For a film in the 1950s, right? 1950. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, it was very meta for its time. Yeah, it is a showbiz movie also, uh-huh. which um, Hollywood loves showbiz movies. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of uh, Oscar winners are showbiz movies. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, hey, I do that. Right? And so they're like, oh, you win. So Unless it's Moonlight. Th- I mean... The fact that Mank didn't win was very surprising because I oh, thought yeah. Mank was going to win this year because it's a showbiz movie and those uh, automatically win, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, it, it's my mom showed me the movie and uh, I wasn't really into it. I was like, Mom, I don't want to watch a silent or uh, black and white movie, and it had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um, it is so great and of course as I got older that's when I realized it was very meta for the time that you know that they had this commentary which we'll talk about but it's yeah man yeah okay Sunset Boulevard next week next week that's exciting we hope everyone enjoyed Uh, you were never really here Um, yeah and we will see you next week for Sunset Boulevard But I wish someone had to talk to me.